Welcome to the Entrepreneur's Cafe, where master business coach Erica Ross Krieger and her special guests teach you how to create true entrepreneurial wealth from the inside out. Grab your favorite podcast beverage and get ready for the Entrepreneur's Cafe. Now here's your host, Erica Ross Krieger. Welcome to the Cafe Wealthies. I'm reminding you to get my newsletter so you have dates of my upcoming money mindset makeover this summer. And that's important because I'll be taking a three-month podcast sabbatical. And the dates of that money mindset makeover are only going to be in the newsletter. I'll put a link in the show notes. And worry not, while I'm away, the cafe will still be open, serving up your favorite podcast episodes. In fact, there are now well over 130 episodes in the archive vault for you to listen to. So keep tuning in even while I'm away. Now, to wrap up an awesome season today, I want you to grab that cup of something yummy, sit back, and prepare to be inspired. Because I am jazzed to present an interview today with one of my new favorite women on the planet. Yes, you might say I have a girl crush. We're going to be talking about curiosity marketing and likely a whole lot more. So let me introduce my new friend. Emily Aborn is a content writer, podcast host, and founder of She Built This. Since 2014, she's had experience running brick and mortar as well as online businesses. She's worked with nearly 90 industries, loves helping others increase their visibility, connect with their clients, and bring their dreams to life. For fun, she enjoys word games, reading, listening to podcasts, and tromping about in the woods with her husband, Jason, and their dog, Clyde. You're going to love her. I know it. Welcome to the Cafe, Emily. Thank you. Thank you for that lovely introduction. Oh, you are so welcome. As I ask all of my clients and interviewees that come to the cafe, I'm sitting here sipping on green tea. What podcast beverage can we get you tonight? Okay. So when I go to cafes, you're going to think I'm so boring. I just order hot water. <laughs> okay. We but but I tell you what, I pay perfect. them for it. I would never want to go into a cafe and take up a seat and not pay them. I do pay them for it. I say, charge me for a tea, but I just want water. <laughs> you don't even get like lemon squeezed in it? Uh, not in a cafe. If I'm at home, I definitely would want lemon, but I'm wary of, of lemons in restaurants. I, oh, I never have them actually put the lemon in the water. Like they can squeeze it in, but I don't want that thing in my water. Yeah. I used to be a waitress. I know how it goes. Oh <laughs> I know my. what happens to the lemons. <laughs> oh my God. Well, if you were a waitress here in the cafe, I'm sure we would be serving lemon. Yes. And I would do it appropriately and make sure they were clean and hygienic. <laughs> All right. Well, we got so much to talk about. Let's start off with this. My listeners are, for the most part, all entrepreneurs. They love tuning in here and hearing other people's stories. So can we start by hearing your entrepreneurial journey? Sure. So I won't start back when I was six years old and wanted to be an entrepreneur. <laughs> but honestly, 
I think it's just like in my genes, in my genetics to have that entrepreneurial spirit and that entrepreneurial bug. And I, I literally have been creating businesses since I was six years old, like lemonade stands, gopher services, dog walking services, the babysitters club. I made that my own everything. No Girl Scout um, cookies? No Girl Scout cookie. I was very oh. sheltered as a oh. child. <laughs> I wasn't part of the Girl Scouts. Um that said, I didn't actually get to have my own business like full in. That was my only job until I was 28. And I finally quit my very last job. And I was just like, I'm done. And my husband and I actually opened up a retail shop together selling organic mattresses. So actually, some of our companies were out near you. And it's basically just like a toxin-free, formaldehyde-free, pesticide-free bedding and and mattress that People, a lot of people with like sensitivities, chemical sensitivities really did well with them and people with fibromyalgia and things like that. So we had that business for um, about five years. And one day I just kind of like woke up from the sleep store. and I was like, I don't think I want to do this. In all fairness, it was like a very like it, it was a sleepy shop. You know, people only came in like once in a while. And it was a it was a lot of demand on our relationship, I think. So we decided to kind of pivot out of that. And as I was closing that business, that's sort of what I when I started doing what I do now. Like I had networked with so many entrepreneurs and met so many people and they had tasks that they were doing in their marketing that they didn't want to do themselves. And so I would just be like, I can take that off your plate. I can take that off your plate. I can take that off your plate. And I really honed that in on like strictly writing. And I used to do like all the things for people. You want a website? I build you a website. You want this? I do that. But now it's just strictly writing for folks. But it sort of followed that path. And I I always look back at that five years and I'm like, oh, we could have been, do you know, I could have been building this business then. But at the same time, I don't think I would have traded it for the world because of all the experience and all the marketing experience and connections I made in that last business. Of course, right? We bring it all forward. I think you and I both have a little similar background with the world of positive intelligence where we say everything can be a gift or an opportunity. So I'm sure that was a paved a real good opportunity for you being where you are. So let's talk about where you are. I mean, we wanted to talk today. We're going to call this curiosity marketing. And what I love about that is I don't know what that means. And so I get to ask you with like childhood wonder of, ooh, what's that? So I'd love it if you'd educate me and the listeners. That's kind of one thing I love about the term curiosity marketing is you can't help but be like, ooh, yes. But it, that doesn't sound like anything we're being talked to about, you know, on the online, in the online world. Right. Um, so here's how I came to discover what it was. I every month I sit down and I focus on a theme and I I use that theme for my own podcast. And I also use it like for my blogs and content that I'm producing that month so that Ooh. everything... Yeah, it just helps me. It helps me because otherwise I'm like, I want to go all the places. <laughs> but it helps me keep it really aligned and cohesive. Mm -hmm. And it also keeps people seeing that same message over and over and over again. But here's the other thing it lets you do. It lets you take a topic... Like money is a great example. There oh, yeah, are baby. So that's huge. And there are so many different angles. I mean, you could focus an entire year on money, but me focusing a month on curiosity, let me see it from like all these different angles. How do I use it as a storyteller? How do I use it in my marketing? How do we use it 
in our relationships with other people, like being curious about one another. So as it relates to our marketing, it's sort of like just the right amount of spice in a soup. So it's like the amount of spice in a soup that makes you want to keep eating because it's hot and spicy. And you're like, this is good, but it's not overpowering you. Like I've seen, and you've probably seen this too. You can make somebody be too curious where you're just actually confusing them. Like you're not actually giving them clear, concise information and they have no idea what you're talking about. So that's sort of like the far spectrum. We don't want to be elusive. We want to keep people like curious in what we're sharing. Cool. And that's sort of the gist of it. But so what you do with your marketing is called creating a curiosity gap. And that's just getting people to like lean in and say like, ooh, what is different about this message? You know, and it and it goes back to just kind of what we what we started with is like not saying things the same exact way that everybody else is saying them. Like if I just say marketing, like, yeah, 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 we all know about marketing. We got it. But then if you say curiosity marketing, it's like a stop, pause. What is that? And then there's that gap. Yeah. And you and I want it like keep listening so I fill it in. Yeah, exactly. And then that's where you as the entrepreneur or as the coach or whatever business you're promoting, that's where you fill that gap with just the right amount. And so one of the things I think that you have to start with is figuring out who you're talking to. Because if you know who you're talking to on the other side, you can speak directly to them using your language. And that alone creates like that's a sense of like, oh, they see me. They understand me. When somebody sees you and understands you and is, it shows that they're curious in you and it makes you more curious in them. You know, if somebody's asking you questions, Erica, aren't you like, ooh, yes. And now I have questions for them too. I want to get to know them too. What I love about it also is so, for example, the subtitle of this podcast is Creating True Wealth from the Inside Out. And what I love about that is some people don't understand what that means and they're turned off and they turn away and they're like, I don't really care about the inside out of stuff. I just want to be listening to some podcast about entrepreneurship and making money on the outside. But what it also does is it draws people in that want to fill the gap with what's it mean to create true wealth? What is true wealth? And what does it mean to create it from the inside out? Yeah. And like and you know what? I'm glad you actually brought that up too, because I do think that curiosity has to start with us. Like we, it's, it's a pull, right? It's kind of like inspiration or creativity. Like you can't really control it. It just sort of like pulls you towards something. It's like a desire or like an excitement or a feeling that you're pulled towards. And I do think it needs to start with you as the entrepreneur being curious in what you're talking about. Because like, even as you create, even as you produce marketing material, you learn about like what you really think about the topic or what you really feel about the topic or all the other different things you want to say about the topic. So it does actually start with us first being curious with ourselves and also what we're talking about. What I love about that is it makes being curious and staying curious, even as the entrepreneur, completely okay, right? And so much in this world is about uh, you need to be the expert. You need don't be curious. Just say your thing and and stand on it and get out there and be visible with it. I love that idea of staying curious. I mean, it just does it for me. 
I have a friend, Karen Kenny, and she always says, I reserve the right to change my mind. And I love that because that's that's another piece of curiosity is it it is not taking something as a failure or as a mistake. It's it's like really looking at, okay, why didn't this work out? And was it me? Was it something outside of me? Like looking at that and exploring it and then figuring out what next. You know, it's really just asking questions, right? Like it's just asking ourselves questions to get information and feedback and not judging it. And that's, I know that's a big thing for for you with one of your archetypes is the judge. And so curiosity like kind of pushes that judge to the side and just says like, let's just explore this for what it is with questions and not put any judgment on it. So I'm assuming or maybe not, that is how you work with your clients. And so tell us a little bit also about the actual services that you provide, and then I'll ask you some more. Okay. Thank you for that question. That's so nice. So (laughs) I do a lot of website copy for people, which I really, really love because that's when you get to, you know, in my opinion, the only thing that really sets me apart as a writer or a coach apart from another coach or a interior designer from another interior designer is them, their personality, like who they are, their essence. And so making that come through on the page is just really, really exciting and lights me up. And people don't even know. It's just so fun to see somebody like to see one of my clients tell me who they are and then see it reflected back to them. And they're like, oh my gosh, you got it. You know, that's my exact voice. So I do a lot of website copy. And I really, really enjoy doing that. And then I do a lot of like blogs and kind of like the big content strategy. So like weaving together, like I was saying, I do the themes. I sort of like weave together big pictures for people and then go into all the details. It's very fun. Um, I wouldn't trade it for the world. So you're a genius, at least from what I can see when I poke around on your website. And as I've gotten to know you in a variety of other ways is there's this translation. There's this way you stay curious and you approach your client with like walking 360 degrees around them and going, oh, isn't this interesting? That's what they're... And then in your curiosity, you translate, you put it on the page, and then that's where the magic happens because you've somehow or other magically been able to (laughs) capture the essence of them on the page. I just think that's like, Amazing. I just really, you know, there's different types of curious people. There's like people that are really, really curious in like a one certain topic. Mm-hmm. And then there are people that are really, really interested in or really curious on how to solve problems. And then there are people that are really curious about other people. <laughs> and I think I'm one of those people that I'm just like, I'm just genuinely curious about other people. So my clients, I sometimes I feel bad for them. I make <laughs> I make them fill out this whole questionnaire. And then after they fill out the questionnaire, I have like tons and tons more questions. My friends make fun of me all the time. They're like, you always have more questions. So that's just what I do is I love asking people questions. But I think that when we approach ourselves or other people with curiosity, it's just like a really big gift that we can give to them. You know, like it's just one of those opportunities. Like I just love when you go to a cafe and you can make somebody's day by just asking them the most simple question. And nobody else is asking that question today, you know? Oh man, that's an invitation for me, right? Here we are in the cafe. I get to ask you something that nobody's asked you today. I don't even know that I can come up with that. Let me think think if I can. Um, And vice versa, if you want to ask me anything, you can too. Actually, the question I have for you today, for the, especially my people listening, um, 
let's say they want to, they're not quite sure yet that they're ready to raise their hand and say, yeah, Emily, I want you to redo all my content. But they want to like sneak their, you know, tiptoe in and say, well, how can they play with you? Like, what else do you offer where that they might come and learn from you? Oh, well, that's a fun question. Um, I love doing workshops and also small group programs because I don't think that I'm the right fit for every single person. I don't think that everybody needs to outsource to somebody else. I think that some people should be creating content for themselves. And some people, that makes sense. So I work with people like that in small group programs, which I run like mm, three times a year. And then I always have like some workshops, which I can... uh, I'll definitely make sure that there's a way for your listeners to get in on those workshops because they they kind of pop up here and there. Um, But in there, I want to give you tools that you can start applying right away when it comes to your own marketing and your own content. Okay. So you said workshops. So this workshops for clients that have already signed up to do, get their content redone from you, or this might be an entryway. Yeah, this is like an entryway or just for people that want to DIY and and just want to keep taking workshops, which is totally fine with me. You know, I love educating just as I much as much as I love doing it for somebody. And Got I it. do have a question for you. Oh, I'm ready. Yeah. Um so I want to ask you like one of the one of the curiosity questions when it comes to your marketing is who are you, Erica? Who am I? Oh my god, I've spent now uh, quite a number of years of my life asking that question. Um, I would say that at my heart, I am a lover of life. And there is nothing more exciting to me than drinking in the richness of the moment, which actually is the subtitle of my book. Uh, My book is called Seven Sacred Attitudes, and the subtitle is How to Live in the Richness of the Moment. And that is my practice, is living in the richness of the moment. And there's nothing more exciting to me than drinking in the richness of the moment. And then I love to share it, whatever it was. Like, did you see that hummingbird over there? Or, you know, did you did you try that boba drink with the pearls and did it taste like snot? <laughs> I just I life just really thrills me and delights me. So who I am as a lover of life, I guess I'd answer it that way. Yeah. So see what you did right there is you made us by giving very specific examples. That is a great example of creating curiosity because I want to know now more about the hummingbird and I want to know about the boba tea and what it means to have a taste like snot. So those that's a that's a perfect example of like how we can use this in our marketing by sharing ourselves and sharing really specific things about ourselves. Like even the things you think that are boring, I think that they're actually very I like to reframe boring to relatable. You know, things that I do every single day are things that most people can relate to. So here's one for you. Okay, I'm ready. When I'm when I'm brushing my teeth, I often <laughs> use too much toothpaste and I leave a big glob of toothpaste in the sink. Okay. Cool. I <laughs> do my, the same. Exactly. So that's what I'm saying. So my husband gives me crap about it. And yeah. now I'm getting better. I like rinse it down the drain or whatever. But that's what I'm saying. These little tiny minuscule things that we just think are like whatever, that's nothing. These are actually like ways that we can make our audience relate to us, make them feel seen and heard and make them raise their hand and say, I do the same. Me too. You know, I I love that. Yeah. So we won't talk about my jigsaw puzzle obsession right now, but 
that'll be another one for us to talk about someday. So I do a lot of my content, believe it or not, whether it's here on the podcast or in my newsletters, I will often use jigsaw puzzles as just a, you know, more than a metaphor, more than an analogy. I mean, they're just things that I learn every single time I do a jigsaw, a thousand piece has to be a thousand piece. Every single time I do a jigsaw puzzle, I learn something new and people think I'm nuts and I don't really care. <laughs> I hear you. I think I once did a post on like the 10 lessons I learned from a jigsaw puzzle. Oh my God, me too. I, yeah, see, <laughs> see? So I'm telling you. <laughs> In another world, listeners, uh, wealthies, uh, that, by the way, Emily, that's my, my audience calls themselves the wealthies and we spell it W-E-L-L-T-H-I-E-S. So creating uh, uh, true wealth from the inside out around wealth and and wealth, wealth, uh, both. Uh, anyway, the wealthies love to, you know, talk about all kinds of things. But at one point I did do a, I think a podcast episode on the 10 lessons I, I unpacked from Jigsaws. So fun. In, an, in another world, listeners, um, Emily and I call ourselves E squared, but that's for another day. That's something you probably don't want your listeners subjected to. <laughs> um, I want to share another thing that we're doing right now that is yeah. also really important when it comes to like just anything, any content that you're sharing. So, you know, you use your content as it relates to your business, your podcast as it relates to your business. And so do I. And I actually have one that I'm working on that is specifically content focused. So that's coming soon. But I think it's really important to remember that like even the word content it, not everybody knows what that means. So we need to, to, in order to like create that curiosity in what we're saying, just use simple, plain, everyday language. Um, wealthies is a super fun term that you came up with that I don't know what, you know, I could see some people calling it like abundant entrepreneurs or it's like, what does that even really mean? You know? So like just using simple everyday terms, avoiding the jargon and the complex language and like, if you're an interior designer and you're like trying to explain all this stuff about fixtures and things like that on your website, people don't want that. They just want simple everyday language that lets them know like you got it. You know, you can take it off their plate. Love that. Speaking of what you provide, and I, this is another place I'm curious. Have you written a book yet? Oh, golly. I want to so bad. I think yeah. I'd get in trouble if I wrote a book. Oh, I so want to read whatever book you write. So whatever I can do to support you in getting one out there, um, just hit me up. Well, thank you. You're so sweet. I, I'm torn between like something that's more business focused and more memoir. So that's where I always give uh, up. It might, it might need to be both. <laughs> I think it's a lot. <laughs> it could be. Although I, I will tell you, I'll have to send you a copy. Uh, Seven Sacred Attitudes, How to Live in the Richness of the Moment actually bridges both a little bit of memoir for me as well as my business. So I love that. I found a way to to do it with a short essay because that's my my jam is short, pithy essays as much as I can get them out there. Oh, yeah. I would love to read that. That sounds yeah. great. Well, I am going to cattle prod you and support you with with love and hugs to get your own out there. This, if I say yes, this will be the second podcast that I've confessed that I'm going to write a book on. So I can't. I I have to plead the fifth. <laughs> okay, plead plead the fifth, and then offline I'll I'll prod you a little bit more. <laughs> so okay, so I mean we could talk forever. I like to make sure I keep these short and sweet. But what else would you like to leave my listeners with 
today when it comes to their, I don't know, I could use the word content, but like you said, you know, messaging content. When it comes to getting their message out there in the world, what other little tidbit do you want to share with them? Well, this doesn't really have to do, it sort of has to do with curiosity, but I think when it comes to content as for businesses, Mm -hmm. I see people a lot of times feel frustrated, like nobody's reading it. Nobody's engaging with my post or opening my email or reading my blog. And I want to say there's two, two pieces of that. One is like, don't put all the pressure on your business on the content and on the things you're sharing on social media. Like there are so many pieces of marketing. It's like, this is what we're doing right here, building relationship. Mm -hmm. That is a huge piece of your marketing. Um, Networking in your local community, that is a huge piece of marketing. Collaborating with other people, that is a huge piece of marketing. But then I think people post on social media and they're like, I want that to do everything for me. And it for most of us, unless we're like influencers, like it doesn't work like that. You know, there's it's uh, content marketing is a piece of the marketing pie and you only you can determine what those other pieces are for you, you know? So that's one thing. And then the other thing I want to say is like, it's an experiment. So don't put so much weight in one single thing you're sharing. So let's say you send an email and you're like, you like in your head, you're like, it's the best email or the best podcast I ever, I've ever done. And you hit publish and like crickets. Don't take that to me. That does not mean anything about you. Okay. Maybe it was retrograde. Maybe the wrong people got it at the wrong time. Maybe your headline was not right. Maybe you had a weird graphic. Like it doesn't reflect on you and it's all an experiment. So do it again. Like take the exact same thing, rework it, figure out how you can make it better and do it again. Like don't put so much weight on one piece. I've done it too. (laughs) I've been like, that was such a beautiful post and no one commented. But you know what? Like, we don't control the algorithms. We don't control what time people check their emails. So you have to just keep trying things and figuring out what works. And sometimes it feels like throwing spaghetti at a wall for a little while. But then when it sticks, it sticks. I love that. Plus, we also never know who's listening and not commenting. And then later on, I know I've done stuff and I think it got nothing. And then a year later, somebody says, you know, I heard you on something or other. And I'm like, what? So I think we don't even know that. 100%. 100%. Like the lurkers are your friends. (laughs) Right. Because because they're there. You know, like they may not be saying anything, but they are there. So great reminder. I know. uh, One mentor, and I don't remember which one, has, has said to me in the past, you can't say the right thing to the wrong person and you can't say the wrong thing to the right person. Like you just got to say what you got to say. You put Mm -hmm. it there and it'll land or it'll land or it won't or it'll land when it's supposed to land. And just taking us like back to where we started, that's why it starts with the inside first. Like that's why you have to get clear on your message and your intention behind the message before you send it out because it, it's, it's, you can't control what happens after that. There's so many great like Rick Rubin. Oh my God. I'm reading this book called the creative way. Mm. And he's all, he's all talking about that. Elizabeth Gilbert talks about like that. Like you have to start inside and then you have to let the universe do what it's going to do once you get it out there. Love that. Emily, thank you so much. So let's remind um, people I'll put a link in the show notes. We'll make it be at ericarosscoach.com forward slash Emily. And that will help them get onto your newsletter your email yeah yeah so 
on my newsletter, I'll tell you what, I do not spam people. I only share a story which will like actually help you in your content journey, your marketing journey. And then I share a like any workshops that I have coming up related to this. So I'm I send once a week. It's fun. People like it. I read them to you. So like you don't even have to read the email. You can just put your headphones in and I read the email to you. So I send out information on upcoming workshops through that. So that's how I want to invite people to do it. Um, when this airs, if somebody's like, oh my gosh, I need to hear, I need to be part of a workshop. I have one coming up tomorrow, Wednesday, April 26th. And I will make sure that Erica has the link to that as well. Oh, fabulous. All right. See, Wealthies, I told you you would fall in love with Emily. I already know you are. So with that, Emily, thank you so much for stopping by the cafe. I hope you enjoyed your water that we served. <laughs> and Yes, um, it was delicious. <laughs> and swimming around in the water with me here and staying in curiosity. I think it was fun. I'm sure we'll do it again. And uh, I, I wish you well. And let me sign off to my wealthies. And again, thank you for stopping by. Thank you so much for having me, Erica. Absolutely. Okay, wealthies, always remember that success is in your nature and true wealth starts from the inside out. All of the information from today's episode will be in the show notes, including a link to get yourself over to Emily and all of what she's up to. Thanks so much. And I will see you in three months when I return after my podcast sabbatical. In the meantime, there is plenty of stuff to listen to in the archives. So be sure to keep tuning in, uh, reviewing and giving me five-star reviews so other people can join. And I'll see you at the end of the summer. All right. Be well, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Entrepreneur's Cafe podcast. If you like the show, please rate, recommend, and review us on Apple Podcast, Google Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts so we can spread the positivity and the love of entrepreneuring from the inside out. Until next time, my friends, listen to your big entrepreneurial heart, follow your passion, take that inspired action, and be boldly and brilliantly you. You can get more valuable advice and inspiration from Erica's free Entrepreneur's Toolkit over at ericarosscoach.com forward slash toolkit.